0: What's up y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft Drivers and Gig Economy News. Brought to you by UberLyftDrivers.com. I'm your host SJ and let's jump in tonight because we have uh something I didn't plan for this week. We're gonna we're gonna roll with. Yesterday uh there was a live YouTube thing that I participated in about safety and rideshare, um, and some of the measures Uber and Lyft has gone to, and why they haven't worked, what has, how they always brush it under the rug. It's usually only talked about during periods of um, drivers or passengers getting sexually assaulted or killed, um, and then they try and make it not be anywhere near the news again. So we're going to play that interview in its whole, but there's a couple things I want to get to before that tonight. So, um, let's see. Okay, so at last week, this is the first thing I really want to get to with you guys. Last week, we were talking about how everybody, or how many people who are on, who were on PUA went to UI, and then the FEMA assistance has been in on a couple states, like Texas and uh, Arizona and a couple others, they've already made their payments. Um, but there was, there was a lot of confusion. And I'm just going to try and quickly, very quickly, uh, set the record straight here on what happened. So if you noticed last week that your, uh, that your UI payment, and this is after PUA, so that's not included... And, like, here in Colorado, it's before uh, the FEMA assistance aid. So, it's that in-between time when it's just been just the state UI. And if you fell beneath 100, you weren't going to get the extended 300 that the executive order allowed or that had FEMA put that into place. So, a lot of people dropped beneath 100. To put this really quickly and simply... um, And if you have any questions about this afterwards, hit the website up, uberliftdrivers.com, hit the contact, and contact me that way. You can contact me at uberliftdrivers at gmail.com, or reach out on any of the social uh, networks, um, preferably Twitter. I mean, that's the one you're going to most likely catch me on the most. Um, But all those can be found at uberliftdrivers.com. But so what had happened is, in every state, when when David and I from Autonomy.Jobs, way back when this podcast started, when we were first getting into the pandemic, and we were talking about these archaic systems that the unemployment offices use that were programmed in COBOL, well, we all know that each state faced its own hurdles, and it all they all came out at different dates, but in the end, no state redeveloped their ui system to implement this and now they've got this beautiful shiny system every state a couple states did it the same but every state went about this differently how they did it who they sourced it out to but basically it was a walk around the ui system so what happened was when if you've never been on unemployment like so many gig workers had not um and then being a gig worker and the cares act, allowing us to go into this under a pandemic unemployment, uh, assistance program. Uh, they basically had to create a walk around. And when you normally, when you submit to the state for UI only when it's not federal money for an emergency, um, they ask for different types of things and they do your check right there So there's not really a chance of there being an incorrect issue down the road. Because PUA was developed as a walk-around, everybody was told to just upload their taxes from either 2018 or 2019. So if you uploaded your 2018 um, or your 2019, if it was done, but that had an extension too, so it gets a little hairy here, but whichever of the two years you uploaded, they based it on that number, and certain line criteria numbers, like line thirty-one, is an important one on taxes. And they took that, and all that was based to make your um, what your unemployment for the state would be, not your pandemic of six hundred or your FEMA money of three hundred, but your state unemployment uh, amount. Now they're finally getting around to, if you can imagine, the the rush and if you remember the flood of people that not only made this need for the walk-around so quickly a necessity, but it really was just overloaded on every state's servers and systems. States were crashing, um, unemployment sites and all that kind of stuff, just overload of people. Um, our state has currently gone to a system where... If you need assistance on your um, unemployment, you call the same number you did before where you might have to like wait on hold for a couple hours. Now it's, it's all automated, so you can try and find the answer you want. Most likely, most of us know that the automated systems usually are very generalized and basic questions. So if you have a more detailed question... It prompts you to uh, set up a return call time. That right now, the earliest you can get one here in Colorado is eight weeks out. So that's a bit ridiculous, especially considering so much of this is timely. PUA was cut off five weeks ago and so on. But anyway, what, what now has happened is... Imagine the overflow of all the gig workers, all the freelancers, all the independent contractors, everybody who came in who normally don't come into the system that they created this walkaround for. If the number was wrong and somehow you've been receiving too much of a claim, they are now taking all the way back to the start of your claim what you owe if they found an error. Because they're getting to the point where they're checking these... And the, the part that's a little hard to swallow here is it very well likely isn't your fault. You submitted the right document. You put the right information. They put that you'd received this. But now they're going back and saying, well, wait a minute. They sh- this person should have only been getting this. So, and then they're correcting it. But if it was just state money, not that like for gig workers and stuff how we came in and under the federal cares act um if it was a state ui you would be losing all of your money per week until you've paid back all the way to the start of the submission the difference between what you've been paid and what you were supposed to be paid you know it, this is where it gets a little weird because in my book um that's one that should be chalked up to Oops, state's bad and the people shouldn't be held responsible for this. But nonetheless, so if you if you saw that change like a huge change or something, as long as it wasn't your line amount, how much the state says that you get, and as long as that still falls over a hundred, you will get the FEMA three hundred for six weeks, and you'll probably get it all paid this week or next week. A lot of states have already been paid for a while. Today is the 15th, and the FEMA money ended. Today was the day. It's the last day, and they ran out of funds. They had six weeks of payments to the states that submitted. So if you haven't received it yet, but you were on PUA and you've stayed on the UI, you will receive your UI benefit this week or next week, plus what should be, I don't know if they're going to break it down, $300 per week, but I doubt it. It's probably going to be $1,800 Either added to one of the weeks because that's six weeks worth and it's now closed in the book. So if you haven't seen it yet, I would imagine when it does launch, you'll see it all at once. Well, that's a mouthful. I don't even know what I just said except for my throat hurts um, from all the fire, smoke, nuclear, Holocaust, post-apocalyptic, outdoor life that is going on here in Colorado. But anyway... um, my voice is really shot tonight, which is good because the recording or the, the um, discussion on safety that we did, I already have recorded. So, lucky for me, I'm just going to read a couple things tonight and then we're going to go on to that discussion. Um, oh, <coughs> really? Excuse me, folks. Uh, Uber's back in court this week for its final appeal in the United Kingdom. On whether it can stay a um, a licensed TNC in London, the Transport of London revoked Uber's license in 2019, but they are still on a stay because of the appeal. Now, if the appeal is is denied, um, Uber will have to close the servers down in in the UK. Um, we should, I mean, start, court started today. Uh, there wasn't, you know. Tons that came out of the news that I saw, except for I I did see that it started. I saw that there was a judge presiding over this and, you know, names and that the court case had begun and they were in there for the last appeals and it's scheduled this Tuesday through this Thursday. That doesn't mean that there will be conclusion then, but um, they've been in court enough times that you you never know if there might be. Um. Oh my gosh, my voice. Next week, we are going to talk about the uptick in a lot of markets, specifically with some drivers, because um, rideshare is starting to see an uptick again in some markets and in some markets still dead and flat. We also uh, are going to talk about ride connect next week, which is um, an alternative way to be an independent contractor should other options fall out or even just a way to do that now. Um to me, I saw it today and I was reading about it. it seemed like I like dumpling a lot, okay? Especially after we had Matt Tells on for the episode number 10, Instacart versus Dumpling. Um I like the dumpling model. I like that. It kinda seems like the the like dumpling of rideshare. But let me delve into that a little further because I don't want to If they're not that, I don't want to trash on Dumpling because I I like their model a lot. Okay, what was the other app that we saw here today before I get this going? Uh, Is it Bid something? Bid um, Bidbud. Okay, a new app out of Tacoma, Washington called Bidbud. Uh, Launched and is allowing workers to place bids on proposed jobs. And we've seen this kind of thing with Craigslist or even like a long time ago, you guys probably remember, and they're still around, Angie's List. Uh, It's basically just, you know, like people posting they need certain work or workers doing that. But um, it's a new app and a new way of approaching it. And next week on the podcast, we are going to have the founders of BidBud um, in Tacoma, Washington, here on the podcast. So tune in for that. Um, I, just, I just booked that this afternoon, and we are looking forward to having them next week. So we're going to be talking about a few things next week. Again, folks, my voice. Um, the, before I get this uh, safety thing going tonight, the other thing that I really wanted to discuss is that Uber, um, <laughs> I saw this today, this is hilarious is launching in-app voter registration (laughs) Um, and discounted rides to the polls on election day. Um, I don't know. Do I even have to comment? I don't know. I mean, they might as well allow in-app voting. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me, guys. I'm really raw in my throat today. Um, But anyway, um, a lot going on next week, too. Uh, This week... I was really hoping on a lot more settlement of the PUA stuff, so that we could move forward. Um, We didn't see the payments get out this week, so it's you know should be next week. With that said, the interview or the the safety discussion that Tremaine and I with Heyho Studios had yesterday on his live YouTube YouTube channel, I'm going to play that in whole here tonight. Um, partially because of my voice and because a lot of the news that I want to do fits in with next week. We've got three different new apps that are going. I want to talk to some drivers in the market next week and a couple other things that are kind of going to all fold together. And hopefully we'll just be able to put closure to this uh, FEMA payment thing and see where the House and the Senate get on any kind of... uh, um, any further allocation of funds because, uh, you know, trend lines are back up a little bit again and we were finally ticking all the way down, but I'm not going to make this podcast about COVID because we could go on for hours. Um, but anyway, um, that said for sure, check this out, check out this, uh, talk about, so basically what had happened is, uh, Hey Ho Studios, um, made the movie ride share movie. Tremaine was the uh, director um, and writer of the movie. And there was an incident in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where uh, you guys might remember an Uber driver um, went on a bit of a shooting spree. It was kind of more of like a drive-by shooting, like a the app was talking to him, the app was telling him what to do, the Uber app. So... If you've seen the Rideshare movie, um, you know that it's not about that. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on. It's in 4K for free on YouTube, or you can find it on Amazon Prime. But Tremaine had had a comment from a listener in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where the where the shoot shootings had happened, and this person had done this Son of Sam-type Sam thing, um, letting the app drive his life and was killing people at will. And even to my first knowledge, I, I didn't realize that Tremaine had used the character Jason, um, who was the guy's name who really did do the killings in Kalamazoo, for the Uber driver. Um, he used his name and actually polished the look of the driver in Rideshare movie after him. But nothing else at all, is anything about that Kalamazoo story or about that at, at all. It's not about a, a, a drive by Uber killer listening to an app tell him what to do. And there was a comment made and I just, it kind of led us into a safety discussion. And I think it's good to go through because it walks you through the timeline of how Uber has treated a lot of this. So I'm going to get it rolling because it runs, it's got a little bit of time on it, but, uh, I will be back here next week with you, and uh, hopefully we'll have had voice surgery. And if not, then I will uh, figure out, maybe I'll have to have my son do this or something. (laughs) Get ready, Max. (laughs) Um, But anyway, check out this uh, interview that we did about safety and uh, give it a listen. And uh, yeah.
1: So, yeah, we got Steve here from the Rideshare Rodeo Podcast. Uh, we're doing a live stream. I asked Steve if it would be cool if we go live on my YouTube channel. We could talk about the Rideshare Rodeo Podcast. And then we could talk about, uh, he could talk to me, and we could use this for his podcast. So, um, yeah, so Steve's an expert when it comes to rideshare. He also has a podcast on rideshare. He saw a video that I made. If you guys haven't seen this video, it's, it's uh, uh, responding to uh, basically, an IMDb comment of someone that um, uh, was so upset with rideshare movie because of a incident that happened in California. So uh, that's what we're about to talk about right here. And uh, this is this is uh, Steve's reaction. Um, and yeah, so so you thought like yeah, I mean it, obviously it, it, it was something where I, I, I was just like, well, I kind of should just say something, right? Because you know, I don't know. It's like these days, <laughs> like if I don't address something, you know, and just
0: kind of feel like I'm sweeping it under the rug. Maybe that could look worse. I, I don't know. Yeah. But what did you? I don't know. I mean, see, that's the part of me that having a son myself, I this worries me in a lot of respects. But I think that when we have to sugarcoat everything like we're doing to this country, I don't know. I I think that I think it almost makes it worse and puts it in people's faces too much. Like, when you when people heard about this, there's nobody that thought, oh, that's not that bad of a thing. Like, we all thought the same thing. The best thing is to let it go to rest. It doesn't mean the world's going to stop. You made a movie about Rideshare. Even if it had been about what he did, yeah, yeah. then maybe you're, you're touching on some ground that you might need to put a disclaimer of some sorts out there. But this guy was like a, a Son of Sam type situation. I mean yeah and if you had made that movie maybe you would have had to say hey the the, the events in this movie are not you know and you know maybe some kind of warning like you know if, if 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 this situation affected you in any way don't watch this movie but i don't think at all you're there i don't know i don't see it that way i don't see that what i mean you you made the movie and i know that I was actually surprised when I saw that the... Because I had forgotten what he looked like, that the driver from Rideshare movie actually does look like the guy and was the same name. I didn't know that. Or I hadn't put those pieces together. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: that that was the one thing that we did. We modeled the look after the actual that guy. So because he was, like, one of the first killers, at least in the USA, I think. I, I don't know if it... I don't know It was like one of the biggest stories At least Uh, I could be wrong It could have been others Um, Right We kind of based Yeah we kind of based it off That look Like the The hairstyle And and, then The glasses Uh, The glasses we You know Are a bit different um, In the movie Than they were The the one that that He did But yeah I mean And that was kind of The basis of the character So it was like You know a guy who Like middle aged guy Who's a bit overweight He's got this goatee Going on Right Glasses. I mean It it was just You know and that was like, um yeah, and then actually Bradman doesn't think the actor, Bradley Lieberman, he, he does not actually look like the guy, you know, once his glasses are off and, and his hair is, you know, the way he actually does it, he doesn't do that, like, sure part on the side <laughs> thing, and he doesn't have that like, he, he actually looks, like, way more friendly, you know, Bradman looks way more friendly, and is way more friendly than guy. Uh, well, let's hope he's a lot more friendly than, uh or,
0: <laughs> kill, Well, I mean... But, <clears throat> So, when I was putting my notes together, I went to our website, which is almost four years up now, and I typed in uh, um, driver, uh, or what did I do? Uh, drivers, drivers killed. Now, those keywords brought up passengers too, but there was a, I have 132 articles on uberliftdrivers.com when you search just drivers killed. You do get some passenger ones too from the word killed that got pulled up, but immediately, like, one came to my mind that people need to put this stuff into perspective because the person who left that comment, I know that people leave bad comments all the time or whatever, but that one seemed to hit a little more personal because I I just couldn't wrap my mind around why she was watching this movie to begin with. But let's move past that. Um, I, in Jan, in January of 2019, right. I mean, because I mean, it shouldn't dissuade. I mean, if I'm a horror movie fan, so you kind of have me sold to begin with. Um, even if bad things are happening in the world, which they always are, I'm still a horror movie fan. I, I like them, you know. I I don't know. I just I I like those movies. But I pulled up one article specifically, and I wanted to find this one, and I did. And it's from January of 2019. And there was a 20-year-old... Um, this is in, uh, right outside of Phoenix. Uh, Fabian Durazzo, who had hailed um, a lift, And 39-year-old Christina Huato was the driver in the Phoenix area who went to pick him up. She was in her third trimester and pregnant. And F- Fabian Durazo, uh, when she got to the location, he she was supposed to drop him off. at. she said, we're here. And right then, um, so she's, you know, almost eight months pregnant. He stabbed her 27 times and the baby. Oh, my God. And so when the police got there, I mean, they uh, there's quotes in this article, and it's on UberLiftDrivers.com about... Just, this is, you know, through, through our, here's a quote, through our, throughout our careers as officers, we have incidents that really touch our hearts and stay stay with us throughout our careers, um, and this is definitely one of those incidences. Now, that might sound like just some generic tag, but from a police officer, that's a pretty bold statement, and I can only imagine, I mean, this This made a news cycle in Phoenix. It made nothing nationwide and i don't know, remember i don 't know if you know about the when Samantha was killed there's been a lot of passengers killed, but she was a college student um, and she was killed. She was drunk, got in the wrong car. the guy wasn 't even a driver, took her off, raped her, killed her, left her and That happened about three days apart from this. This received no national attention, and the drunk college student. Made headlines world or nationwide news for three weeks. What the
1: hell? Why? I wonder why.
0: Because people people don't care. They don't. I mean, they don't. They don't want the story about the 39 year old who who lives in Phoenix. They wanted the story about the 18 year old drunk girl.
1: Oh wow. I mean, it's just yeah. Really, it it it, kind of really boggles my mind, like what
0: I guess I just get really. So when I hear a comment like that, I I didn't even so much get mad at the person who posted the comment as I did at the point that it was even posted because it just reminds me, and I know that it's not people's fault, but it reminded me that a lot of people don't know the violent part is more at drivers. Um, Yeah. I mean, way more drivers get killed, way more than passengers. Now, passengers do suffer a higher rate of sexual assault, but that's still lower than a, a cap rate sexual assault rate. I mean, there's just some statistics we have to deal with as a reality, and it sucks. And maybe one day they will go away, but we do have people on this planet who will do bad things. I mean... We had, you know, I wanted to just point out a couple things. So when you were saying, you were kind of bringing up some ways to that Lyft and Uber could could help make this better. But you got to remember, they don't want to. Um, you know, unless it's making headline news, it's bad for Uber and Lyft if they have to do any kind of PR, good, bad, whatever, about passengers or drivers getting hurt or stabbed or shot. Or anything, so it's a lot of under the under the rug brushing, and it goes back to independent contractor status. But so they did check the car style and license plate. They tried that for a while. They did uh, to after Samantha died. They did this whole thing about make sure when you get into the car that you check in the back seat to make sure that the child lock isn't on before you shut the back door. I, I can't tell you how many people don't know where that safety feature is on a door. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I didn't even think about that, to be honest.
1: And that's something that is super scary. It's like, if you can't get out.
0: Before, yeah, but, you know? the, but if the driver has it unlocked, pulls away, and locks it, it's still locked. I mean, right. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, and, and then they did uh, Say My Name. That was a whole thing about Samantha, too, which really blew up. That And all it did was confuse people because what it was was the... So the driver pulls up, the passenger walks up to the car, and they can say... And they were supposed to say, uh, can you say my name? And so, like, if I'm picking up somebody and their name is um, Paul, and, I, and they're like, can you say my name? I say, Paul. And then... A lot of confusion happened when when drivers said, can you say my name? And people didn't understand that. They didn't understand, why is the driver doing this when I just said it? I'm walking up to his car out of all the cars here. Obviously, I'm the right person. Why are they doing that? That ties into a whole other problem that I think you kind of tapped on a little bit that passengers uh, call rides for other passengers. So if... If Paul isn't the guy now who's coming and he says, Say my name, and I say Paul, and I and he called it for a friend, and his, and I say, Say my name, his friend most likely doesn't know my name. Right. He probably said, Hey, he's gonna pull up in a in this kind of car um, here in a minute, right out front, and then they're sitting at the bar, and he's like, Oh, there it is, there's your Uber, you know, I got this for you, no worries. He goes out there, he's not gonna know my name. And that again Was why that was like that, but it caused a lot of bad ratings, canceled rides. And then they tried this pin entry system too, where it was when your driver pulls up, you'll be texted a pin and you input that, and your driver will know it's you. I mean, basically, Uber and Lyft have every time something happens, and they tried, you know, they tried, they said passenger pick profiles were going to become necessary. They tried that for a while, but People were everybody and their mother put a picture of their dog. <laughs> so they weren't verifying anything. They just said we need a picture. So it had to go from generic populated avatar to some one picture on your phone. So
1: is that, is that for is that for Uber? So for the driver, if, the, uh,
0: if so, we could recognize there, the like, so we could recognize the passengers, but come on i mean it, it, that's
1: one it it, of the things because when i was driving well, when i was driving um i was like 2016 i think yeah there was no you know it, it's like i think i said in the video it's like a,
0: it you could be 3 a.m you're picking up with jamie right right yeah so, it's a guy well, you know what they look like <clears> you go in this back alleyway <laughs> you know again it's 3 a.m uh yeah
1: like you don't know anything about this and, and you know what you were saying more violence against the drivers and i believe it because it was scary actually being a driver that's why i, I that was like one time it, it really was like it, uh, that actually happened to me i, I had like a Jamie i was picking up and it brought me to this really dark alleyway in la like the outskirts of la and, you know 3 a.m super shady super sketchy and i'm like there's no way i'm just gonna get the hell out of here <laughs> i like cancel the ride i'm like you know what i'm, I'm just not gonna drive at night's Anymore.
0: Oh, you know, I can't, you know, I can't even, and that went away real quick. I mean, that they tried that. Some people populated pictures, and then they realized that that wasn't happening. So they quickly just, again, everything gets brushed under the, the rug. Something happens. Uber puts up a, a PR thing that says, we're going to do this to combat it. But almost immediately, every one of those, not only does it not do any good, they actually end up pulling them off the platform. Really? Oh, so all of these are gone. Like, the check car and license plate, that's still on you. Check child locks, they don't even have that on their website anymore as a thing that you should do. They actually removed it. Say my name is something they don't even do anymore or promote. That was all over their website. Um, pin entry ch- was tried in four cities for about a month, and now and they dusted that program. So they, they don't even want signs of that existing. Um, so yeah, they just do this so that the press gets off their ass for a little bit, but I mean, the, the then bottom, they
1: just, then, they just revert, then they just revert to what, what
0: they were. No, they, so, so the people who uploaded pictures, cause they didn't demand it, they kind of requested it. So the people who uploaded pictures of their dogs, those still remain, but I mean, I was get I, I pick, I have pickups sometimes of like, like you were saying at 3am of, but I stopped doing the, the night runs pre-pandemic i was done with that stuff a while ago but um but i'd get dumb money or you know pimp Pimp central or whatever you know like literally the names were so twisted like you were allowed to just make up fun names right i mean it had gotten so ridiculous i'm like you're just making you're making it a hundred times worse
1: well, and then that's the thing is that it's like, okay, so that, and that's why it's more dangerous for the driver to drive because the driver, first off, even to get accepted, they do a background check. I don't know how thorough their background checks are because they, they have some the people that got flipped through the cracks, I guess. But for the most part, like, if you pass the background check, typically, you know, that's a good sign, right? And you're yeah. the one that's driving and the passenger sees your picture, they see your license plate, your card number. You know, there's GPS on the, on the damn car. So it's like, as a writer, you, you should you should feel really safe. But as a driver, you don't get any of that. I mean, yeah, again, like it could be some random name like, you know, yeah, pimp Daddy 3121 that you're waking up or whatever.
0: Well, yeah. and actually, while you're there, Lyft actually promoted that for a while. They said, make, make this fun. I mean, they actually wanted you to put... Your first last name, and then your nickname, and your nickname was what went up. Wow! And they promoted yeah. it as ma- as make your nickname <laughs> fun. You know what? What? Alley trash. Okay, I'm. Are you? Are you alley trash? Alley <laughs> so, like trash. What do you think well, that's, that's, a, well, that's do dude. Like, I, I feel like that's one
1: of those like, boardroom meetings, like, oh, you know what we need to do? We need to make this all fun, and you know, it's like. They think it's like, oh, yeah, a lot more people are going to use it now that you can make your own nickname. And they don't think actual just one step ahead, like, wait a second, that, that actually could be a bad thing. That it could actually be used for bad and not good. So, you know, I, I think um, that, yeah, that's something where uh, <laughs> just hearing that idea, I, I would shoot – if I was a CEO of Lyft or, or Uber, I'd, I'd shoot that down immediately
0: yeah I mean right right now the drivers out there are facing a new a new problem of masks because in May the platforms started requiring drivers and they said passengers too would need to show a mask before they could pick up a ride well drivers had to um, but they never did the passenger part and there's been a lot of if you haven't noticed in the news there's been a lot of fighting drivers, who are wearing masks or who have barricades made to the front and back seat? Um, there's, there actually was one in Florida of a guy, a 37-year-old male, with his son in the car, his 11-year-old son. Um, the guy, the drop. This is a, a the guy had been drinking or whatever he's doing. Gets in the back seat with his son, and they, the guy had made a plastic partition out of saran wrap. Now, is that doing any good? No, but it was saran wrap and duct tape. He had a mask on. And the dude in the back was so messed up that he ripped down the saran wrap and said, that's it. Put the driver in a chokehold until he passed out driving.
1: While he was driving?
0: This is about a month ago.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: While he was driving, he started pulling over, ended up hitting like, I think they were on a highway or something, because he ended up hitting one of the uh, rails... And the other driver saw him slowing down and hit the rear. I think there was enough drivers; it was at night that saw it because a lot of people stopped immediately. And the the passenger who had who had uh, choked him out got out of the back seat, pulled the driver out, and started punching him while he was out. The car started moving forward again with the kid in it. Um, people are pulling pulling over and going, "What the hell? What's going on here?" And the driver ran back and with his hands dove for the car and just pushed the brake with his hands, beat up with his aisle, screwed up, choked out. And the kid is freaking out. This is his dad doing this. Um, so now by the end of this month, supposedly, finally the May thing is supposed to happen where passengers will be required to take a picture just like the drivers are, prove they have a mask on before they can request a, a Uber or Lyft. But here's the catch, and I think this is bullshit, because he's my language, um, but you have to be caught first. So if you're a passenger and you come up to a car and you say, um, yeah, okay, you're here for me, you're here for Jill, yeah, okay, I'm Jill, I'm going to get in. Well, you don't have a mask, I need to, I need to cancel this ride. That has caused a lot of fights right there. That's where the fights happen usually, that the driver has to cancel because you don't have a mask. And they're like, well, I don't know anything about that. Well, the problem is when you updated your your rider um, app, it's in the the terms of service or the TOA, the terms of agreement. And you, uh, you And you just clicked OK and you never read it. But it does say you have to have a mask on you. But so a lot of the fights have happened there. Now they're going to say that they're introducing this, but you have to be caught first. So a driver has to go through the fight with a passenger first cancel the ride because of no mask and then that per, that passenger will therefore be required to show a mask wow so which I'm which just so far, is just sure right I mean it's just it's just beyond me what exactly why wouldn't you do this correctly and just like with the drivers say listen if you want to ride you got to show a mask to everybody
1: yeah i think something where um, that's why, I, well, that makes it really tough, too. Like, how the hell do you know who, who you're picking up? Even with if there were, were pictures, you know, then these people show up, you know, and they've got a mask on you see half their face, right? So even if there was pictures, well, maybe there was some, like, I remember um, they started doing this where you had to, uh, they had to confirm your identity so, you, so the driver had to take a selfie before driving or in, in between driving or
0: something. Yeah, yeah, it would sometimes say pull over. Uh, before yeah. before you can pick so, up your next ride and take a take a selfie of yourself. Yeah, I
1: mean,
0: what if they did that for the passengers? I mean, the passengers have to take it have to take a selfie. Well, originally, laptop laptop. I don't. I don't know. So originally, well, originally in May it was going to be. I mean, for me to log on as a driver right now, I have to um, say that I I have to click the box. I do not have COVID, and that I have a mask on me. <laughs> And then and then, uh, I have I to hit, oh. and then I have to hit go online. And once I do that, the next flow screen is take a picture of yourself without your mask. So you do that. And then the next flow screen is take a picture with your mask. So you do that. <clears throat> now, um, the, there's no reason that when you open the passenger app, it shouldn't just say, uh, so where are you going today? And once you put it in, see the rates and all that, and you hit request ride, right then it should say, um, hey, due to COVID, we need everybody to be wearing their masks. Please take a, a selfie of yourself with your mask on before right. before your driver arrives. That way they don't even have to uh, ping a driver to go there and get it until they're actually sure this passenger has one. And, and that's what's so
1: crazy is that, like, you know, it's, it's, seems like they're pawning off that job to the driver now and then now the driver looks like the bad guy where the driver's really just doing his damn job right
0: like well i mean they're just really stepping away from this because of ab5 they're just really stepping away from we are not their employers <laughs>
1: what, what, uh, what, what's ab5 what's
0: that? um, that's assembly bill 5 it's in your state uh passed into law january 1st saying that all lyft and uber and other gig and gig platform uh independent contractors are now have to be employees and lyft oh, wow. lyft and uber and the other apps have not been obeying this rule and uh, now they're being taken to court on a bunch of different measures there's a ballot proposal 22 if you look it up in your state that'll be november 3rd on the bill um to vote yes on 22 is to say that you want to be able, that you're voting that drivers be able to remain independent contractors. To vote no on 22, you're saying that they have to be employees. Now, the, actually, the deadline was two weeks ago for that. And when the deadline rose where they they had to follow through, literally, it was at midnight and Uber and Lyft both said they're going to pull the plug on California until the vote and leave the state. And about an hour before midnight when they had to close down their apps, they were given a a stay until November basically saying, "Okay, never mind." So the state backed down from their threat. But they were actually going to leave wow. the state. They're like, "No, we're not going to st- we're not we're not make and everybody who you know, I, I I can understand where both sides come from, but everybody who wants employee, employee status seems to want to be... Um, I don't know why. They're the ones fighting hardest with this company. There's, I mean, they're fighting for minimum wage. If you want minimum wage, right. there's a ton of jobs out there that pay minimum wage. So right. if, if that's right. what you're looking for, this just might not be your field. You know, I mean, all... <laughs> Like the whole point
1: of doing Uber is that it's not that <laughs> it's not a minimum wage job. Is that you can make decent money, you know, right. during a certain mm-hmm. time. And and the fact that you don't have set hours, right? Like cause <clears> if you're an employee, now all of a sudden now it's like oh, what? Now you clock in nine to five. Like that's the whole point of driving Uber to begin with. That I mean, it's the it's by the
0: by same business. thing as like, like being. being it's, it's the same thing as being like a bartender. I was a bartender and server for years. I mean you could you'd never rely on making the when I was doing it it was two thirteen an hour was bartender pay. Because oh, wow. be, because you're getting yeah. tips. So there's no minimum wage doesn't apply, you get the tips pay. And so but I mean I made twenty-five to thirty-five dollars an hour and I knew that. So yeah, I'm working as a bartender. I never relied on my paycheck because usually it zeroed out because by the time I entered just the credit card tips I would zero out my check and my hours.
1: <laughs> what what does that mean, zero out of the check?
0: Well, because if they're paying me two thirteen an hour and I work for five hours, that's what ten dollars and sixty five cents. So if I made more than that in tips, I don't get I don't get that money. Oh,
1: interesting. So every oh,
0: wow. every every bartender and server I know never declares their cash tips, <laughs> but. <laughs> But you have to declare the credit card ones because there actually is a, a trail of where it came from. And right. There's, I yeah. mean, there's no way around that. Even with most of the POS systems, the Posi Touch, when you're checking out, would make you. I mean, obviously, it already had that done for you. Here's your credit cards. How much cash did you get? And I, I'd watch. I've seen fifty bartenders cash, cash out at night, and all of them hit zero cash. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I mean, it's just you don't want to. They just don't want to be taxed on that. But I mean, you don't. That's another gig that's been around forever. That you don't. You don't pay tax. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. You know, it's like they don't have to be paid minimum wage, and if they did, the restaurant and bar industry would go upside down. It would
1: just yeah. there there'd be no. Or market,
0: you wouldn't you know, or, visit, I, I mean, I've been in that industry. They wouldn't be able to afford you as a, as a minimum wage employee with right, with benefits. Right. There's no way. Yeah. yeah and, unless yeah. all we yeah. want, to, unless all we want to be stuck with is Applebee's on every corner. Right. <laughs> but if you want to have cool yeah. bars and, and privately owned bars and good concept idea bars, you need to allow this to happen. Yeah. And as long as everybody's still paying their taxes, and this is where I debate it, because if you're not paying your taxes correctly, that's on you. But if you're making money and you're paying taxes on it with rideshare, share, well, you're still doing what you need to do. I mean, but you guys have a law out there now that just isn't being enforced quite yet, but it's, there's a strong hand behind it. If you type, if you when you're on Twitter next, if you just do hashtag AB5, watch what comes up. Watch the rainstorm. Of tweets you're going to see, <laughs> so it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, but we're constantly dealing with this, and Uber and Lyft are constantly pushing it away. They don't they don't want safety, they want money. It's it's the same thing with uh, underage minors, unaccompanied minors riding in the car. You know, unless unless you cancel as a driver and say this kid's a minor, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a high school and the kid. That ordered the cars using their parents' app, and are just like, "Oh, my mom said it's fine if I use it." <laughs> well, I'm not taking you because right. it goes against Lyft's terms of service for me to drive an unaccompanied minor. You know, screw that! And like, I, I mean, it's just a fight that they leave up to us drivers to handle. So what
1: do you? So what do you do in that situation? Do you pick them up or do you drive? Them
0: I usually just take my dash cam and turn it towards them. And let yeah. them and let them go off all they want. Oh, I see. That's smart. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I just say if you could oh, just yeah, I, I just can... usually turn the the camera angle a little bit, and I just say if you could just look into the mic or into the camera. Yeah. Usually oh, that wow. gets usually that got them to walk away because yeah, I mean <laughs> otherwise otherwise I'm left to cancel it, and I want them to cancel it because not only have I waited, I went there to pick them up, I'm waiting. But now I need my cancellation fee for that wasted time when they really know that it's not okay. And I'm telling you, all these kids know it. But a lot of drivers are just willing to take them. Right. So, again, it's a thing where Uber knows they're making a lot of money off these unaccompanied minors. So they don't put it front and center for you to see. It's buried in a bunch of crap that you're never going to see.
1: It, it, that's the thing is like there's so many hairy situations I and mean, that's just one you know out of anything and that's why it was like so prime for for a movie scene. Uh, so because so many things can go wrong so many things can be uh you know so yeah so many things can go wrong or so many there's so many like legal things going on with it and um it's it's just uh
0: it's yeah, a it's a, again, I'll compare it to the bar industry. It's a very instinctual job. You have to be able to read the situation right then and there and see what the comfort level's at. Is the person slurring? It's 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 like when they're drunk trying to get in the car and you don't you need to cancel it because they're gonna throw up and you know it. Have you ever had someone throw up in your car? Um once, but I've had about twenty cancels because I know that they would have. <laughs> wow. I mean, so, I mean, it's, you know, I've dealt with my share of, like, messed up situations, but I just try and, I, I always have played it by ear. I or just, I, you know, I just go with my instincts. I've always trusted my instincts. They've served me well. And, you know, I, I make sure that they can be fluent. You know, can they speak? Because I don't want somebody passing out, even with my dash cam running, I don't want somebody passing out and making up some story either. You know, I I just the last thing I need is police involved in something that never happened. Even if I can show the proof that nothing happened, Um, but again, we you know, there's a lot of drivers, especially in in some areas, probably where you are, who English is their second language, and maybe it's choppy and they have a tough time with it. Even so, this puts them in a horrible situation if like a girl passes out.
1: Oh yeah! Oh totally.
0: I mean, what are yeah. what are they supposed to do? I mean, if they touch her, they're in trouble. If they, I mean, it's just again. I just say that if if what you're looking for is is a minimum wage, minimum wage, a little bit plus with some health benefits, there's a there's there's never ending jobs like that right now. Right, you can yeah, go you can way. go get one of those and you can start it tonight. So if that's what you're looking for, right. do it. But if you're gonna, if you're willing to give up some nights or early mornings or times when it's really busy and you're looking to make more out of something, then you know, and and you're friendly and personable, then may, maybe this will work for you. But I just believe this is an industry that isn't for everybody.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's tough. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't make sense. Like why people would want. I, I guess the only thing I can think of is like. They can get benefits
0: or something, I guess. Well, so, and, 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 yeah, benefits are the, benefits are the big one and a a ceiling or a floor payment, which is minimum wage and some expenses. So they want to know that at least, so, but, but see, they're tricked because they also believe that with this bill, when they become employees, they still think it's going to be Uber and Lyft like it's been, I'm just going to turn on for a couple hours. No. You're going to work shifts. You're going to go where they tell you. There's going to be no more acceptance because you're going to take every ride. You're an employee now. I mean, there's no employer in the world that lets you just work, turn on the app whenever you feel like working. Right. Yeah, no, totally. So they want this status, but I don't think they know what comes with it.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. Once you you take away that, and that is a thing, it's like something for me, like I've worked for myself for uh since 2012 and, and like even you know uh like doing uber was like the closest thing to an actual job that i had, had you know well that was the beauty of it to begin with was that i could turn it on at any point you know that i could work whenever i wanted you know exactly
0: um,
1: yeah however long it's like oh you know i've got an hour or two hours to kill i can make you know make a little money right now and, you know or or like i was doing weekends in la and I Like, I had to stop drinking for a while. So I'm like, this will kind of keep me out of trouble, too. And I'm making money instead of spending money over the weekend. So, you know, it's like a great alternative. Like, that's the point. That's the whole point of having a freaking gig, you know, a job. Like, you can work on your own.
0: Yeah, I mean, the employee status is going to kill off everything about this industry that's good. Um. For the people who really know how to work it, and I mean, I think there, we're already seeing that because any anybody that's AB five has been going on for a while, and now that other states are watching California on this, it's kind of crazy because it's all the polls or whatever data is being collected. It's around eighty to eighty five percent of drivers want to stay independent contractors, and fifteen to twenty percent, depending on the depending on the poll want to be employees
1: yeah that's dumb (laughs) so basically yeah I, i mean i i just don't see it actually happening like like you said i mean they probably have some drastic time you know you know hey they're threatening to move out of california i mean i can't imagine how much uber is making for the state right like
0: well, so and and the big push behind the legislation, by the way, if you didn't already put it together, is unions. Oh yeah. The unions right. want the unions want a piece of Uber and Lyft, big time. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. So is it like with like the taxi unions or something? Or well, it it's open? it's. I mean, it's not, but it's exactly like that. Yes. Wow. They're pushing it in a much different way on their approach. Um, I think it's Congresswoman uh, Lorena Gonzalez in San Diego. She's the big driver behind AB five, and uh, she's also apparently going to be up for nomination for your Attorney General of California. So, um, oh wow! Yeah, I'm not a big. I'm, I'm not. I don't live there, but I'm not a big fan of hers. I'll tell you that. Yeah, is she Republican or Democrat? Uh, I she's got to be a Democrat, but she's she's all over the map with her affiliations. She's like, yes, I won't do this. Yes, I will do this on the same topic. I right, mean, she, she's a politician. Yeah, yeah, but she's and she's through and through a politician kind of thing. I mean, she's trying to make headway here quick with her career while you know just pleasing everybody, which we know, you know, sometimes politicians somehow get away with it for a while but sooner or later it cracks down on them and these special interest groups and unions start veering away from these people
1: yeah they say if you try to please everybody you end up pleasing nobody
0: but the yeah the major push for ab5 and the reason that they went to airport lots and did all this and that was that the union, this is all a union-driven thing. They want The unions want a piece of this. How could they not? You guys have 1.5 million gig workers in the state of California. If you don't think the unions want a piece of that, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, any time, um, you
1: know, there's, there's, there's money to be made, you know, there's going to be people coming out of the woodworks to try to get a piece of it. You know what I mean?
0: Right, but no, especially, I mean, but especially, no matter what your feelings, I'm I'm originally from Michigan, a lot of family from Detroit, so I have a bad taste about unions to begin with. Um, they've yeah. done they've done nothing good for my family. Now I, I can't speak for everybody, but they've done nothing good for my family. Um, but you know, maybe these are good unions. I've just never really heard of a thing like good unions. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I know. It just always seems like a wrong racket, you know. It always seems
1: like, uh, you know, it just seems. I, I get how they are. Like, um, for example, like film industry. It's that's like a whole thing. Like to get into the union or to be the SAG, like screen actors guild. Right, you have to pay a few thousand dollars just to be in it for one. Uh, and I think there's a fee every single year. You pay a fee. Granted, it's like you're low. You're, you know. If you have a principal role, which means like if you say one word, I think the minimum you're gonna make is $600 a day. So like that's the reason why they would have, you know, they have, they just, it's just it just makes the cost way, way high. Like yeah, okay, cool. As an actor, okay, yeah, now you can make a lot more money versus like being some quota student film or something like that. But as a producer, if you're trying to make something, that just means you're, you're the cost of doing everything just skyrockets, you know, it just goes way, way up. So I've never really been a big fan of it. Like there's always loopholes, ways around it. You know, I, I want to be able to make something. I, I don't want to have to like jump through 20 million hoops just to, you know, just to try to get something, you know, just to do what I'm already doing. You know what I mean? So it's like there's ways around it. I mean, obviously I want to provide by the law and all that good stuff, but I don't want to have to uh, – spend way more money or have to raise way
0: more money or or have extra you know. people on set or like a certain amount of drivers on the road unions go for that kind of stuff where they're like you know you don't have enough people working right now and you're like i got more than enough people and they're like well you need two yeah. more you need two more <laughs> you know, like. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah like I, i've been on these sets like
1: and and there's just literally the, dozens or hundreds of crew people just standing around like what the hell are you guys doing Yeah, you know what I mean they're not doing anything they're not actually you know it's like okay I don't know it's just boggles my mind like how much money goes into it how much money pumped into it and I just don't it's I I mean look it's cool for people to get paid a lot of money of course you know and if if I'm creating a project and everyone's getting paid well like yeah obviously that's great I want that to happen Right, but I don't want it to be like some of, you know, a, like exorbitant amount <laughs> just for no reason, just uh, meet a quota, you know. So yeah, I just don't see the, like, um, uh, yeah, I just don't see the value in that. So you know, it just does seem it seems like a big racket.
0: Right. So, but but so now in the ride and gig game, you're kind of you're kind of in this horrible position because. Like I don't want to side with Uber and Lyft. They're horrible. <laughs> you know? I use yeah. their platform to make money because I know how to make money on it. But I don't. I don't go to dinner at their house. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Like, yes, I know how to use them how I want. Doesn't mean I respect or like. I don't want to appear on their side. But at the same time, like I'm not gonna, I would hate, I wouldn't even do this if it became a union gig, because you yeah. know, you know, when you start hearing the word floor payment, you can guarantee yourself that that is going to be your payment all the time.
1: Wow, floor like payment—that sounds.
0: I mean, when they say floor payment, and they're saying you know minimum wage plus X amount of expenses per hour, comes out to let's say fourteen eleven. You know that you're only going to see 1411, even if it's surging and all this stuff. All of a sudden, those nights you make 40 bucks an hour are gone. Yeah, right. So, again, like yeah. like you touched on, why would you do this? You just And you're going to have a bunch of horrible drivers out there and a lot of turnover. And I don't even know if the companies are able to do turnover anymore like they used to because they've already been through everybody.
1: Right, yeah, the turnover... It would be insane. I don't know. Yeah, I it's just like the quality of the driver. It's like you're going to basically get, like, McDonald's employees as your, as your driver. So,
0: shout out. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with being a McDonald's employee or anything like that. But, no, you but you're, you're exactly right. You're going to get a bunch of people who are just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to do this instead. But, again, there's already been the franchise models being looked at. Which is where Uber will franchise out to LA, let's say twenty-five franchisees, and then let them be your employers, so that Uber doesn't have to ah. be. So they're all, they're creating a middleman if they need to, and people don't understand that once that happens, you work for the franchiser. You don't get to say, "I'm just going to turn uh, turn on and work whenever I feel like it." So that's cool with you, right? And they say, "No, here's your schedule." You have twenty hours this week. Here's your shifts. Here's where I want you to be driving. Uh, 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 I mean, your freedom and yeah, your flexibility is gone if you want to be an employee. Because those right. that that word that word exactly means your flexibility is gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and it, for
1: anyone that that does it, like anyone that does, I mean, Uber attracts those people that are trying to work harder, you know, or trying to you know make more money and, I think, and that
0: is a good thing I mean, and or you know, and are good and at good good it you know I've, i yeah. i i use uber and lyft a lot or especially pre-pandemic i mean i used it all the time if i was going out drinking and you know i get boring drivers i get bad drivers i've had amazing drivers that are a lot of fun and there's a big difference and i know that sometimes it's just personality differences so i'm not saying somebody who's just quiet is a bad driver they're just a little different yeah. than I am. But, like, an outgoing driver, to me, is very appealing. Somebody who's, who is who in, is into a conversation or, what a, you know, can feel out the situation. But you're going to get a bunch of people who are just like, what? Shut up. Sit back there. Like it. You know? It's, okay.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, oh, yeah, just another day. That's it, why, like, t- like, why do you think taxi drivers are so miserable? You know? Like, taxis were terrible. The days yeah. of the taxi, like... I think I only, I mean, I did have a couple cool taxi drivers that I can remember way back in the day, but I remember the majority of them just being real miserable. Oh,
0: and just, and I think the biggest thing with the taxi, the taxi issue, I feel very bad for a lot of taxi drivers like the New York ones who have had to buy the medallions, you know, the $200,000 medallions that let them drive. Ridiculous.
1: Yeah, these medallions, what a crack.
0: And now they're not worth anything because of Uber and Lyft. So I feel for people like that. But at the same time, the, the taxi, why do you think Uber and Lyft started? The taxi industry, what was beyond repair and still is, it destroyed itself. Let's be honest. It. I mean, you get into a taxi and it's just like, where are you going? You go there, and at the end, they're going to tell you how much you owe. There's no rhyme or reason to it. They're just going to give you an amount. I
1: remember I was in Europe. I uh I was in the Canary Islands. This is like uh, one of the coolest trips. It was like uh, the summer before college, my friend and I were uh, in a taxi. We took a taxi into town. And uh, it was like the, the taxi was like 10 euros or something. So we get there, you know, and we park. And then he presses this magic button.
0: And the price went from $10 to 30 euros. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was like, what the
1: hell, dude? And then, like, you know, without, you know what else are you going to do in that situation, right? So... It's, it's like with with Uber, it's like you know how much it's going to be before you go, right? Yeah. And, you know, in case you, or, you know, only way it would be more is if you add another stop or something like that. But,
0: but even that, yeah, the, I, the upfront pricing model, like it or not, exactly, you know, even during a surge time, you know you're paying more, but you see it. You know what the charge is going to be.
1: Yeah, and it's just way better. It is, like, honestly, I mean, I do think, like, Uber's, Probably the greatest invention of the 21st century so far. Um, right?
0: Is it is it perfect? Hell no. But I mean, it needs a lot of work. But it's you know. But you're right. I mean, nobody wants. Nobody's gonna be getting in cabs again. That's I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's still some people stragglers out there, but I mean, the the newer generations, the people coming up, are not going to be taking taxicabs.
1: No. Well, no, then, I don't think they even know the, what they are
0: anymore. I mean, no. Hey, like, but oddly, yeah, there's still a bunch out there. I mean. Right,
1: yeah. Which, <laughs> that does make sense. You know, I know. It's like, well, it's, it's funny, man, because um, when I was uh, Ubering in L.A., it was just when everything was, like, really catching on. I think, yeah, like 2016 or 2015. I think it came out in, like, 2015. Well, I think it
0: was the first one I saw, right? Or 2013, maybe? This
1: is this is, um, a, this is its 10th year. The 10th year, okay. Well, like, it came out, what, 2010, I guess, so...
0: But, but then, yeah, but kind of it, small. Just San Francisco. Yeah, and, it was
1: really small. Yeah, so maybe tw- 2011 or 2012, I think, was was when it was first, like, kind of starting more to get bigger. It, it came into L.A. Anyway, bottom bottom line is, um, it was crazy, like within a year or less, it was just, it was almost overnight, like, you just, the taxis, like, uh, I would see dozens of taxis just on the side of the road, like, waiting for rides, like, you know, um, uh, and, uh, oh, dang, these are falling out, um, so I have these, like, panels, these blue panels that I just stuck on there, and they're not sticking. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so it, it was kind of funny, man, it was like, I would, I, 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 I would I would, uh, I would would drive up to a place in Hollywood. I'd see a ton of these drivers, these taxi drivers, just parked on the side of the road, right? They're all outside of the taxi, like, talking to each other. They, they're pissed off, and they'd, like, give me a 30 bucks. And then I'd drop someone off, and then I'd get another ride, and I would pick someone up from that same location and drive off. <laughs> and they'd be so
0: pissed, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, you know, like, I would be pissed, too. I mean, if it, but, but, like, at the same time, it, it, it's kind of like... You know, it's like a horse and buggy carriage getting mad at someone driving
0: a car. I mean, most of those taxi drivers who don't have the medallions that New York City does, most of taxi drivers these days pay a, a super high weekly rate on their cab anyway. Yeah, right. So they're paying like $500 a week to have this piece-of-crap car with a taxi company that will get them some rides but isn't getting them the ride. So now they got to work Way more, so you're now you're talking about labor abuse anyway, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, man, yeah. So it's like, I hope I would hope that these guys would, you know,
0: just I mean, they'd be better off, taxi drivers would be better off buying their own car that meets Uber standards and then just driving the platforms, yeah, right, because it'd be it'd be way cheaper, they could go get a car for 200 bucks a week, payments, new. Two fifty, and uh, you know, not five hundred for a piece of crap that they're they're never going to own.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, it always just seems like a racket, you know. So I'm glad that it's gone. By the wayside. So but but anyway, so let's go back to the safety type thing. Like, what do you think is like the number one thing that they could do right now
0: to help improve safety? <laughs> um, true, meaningful. Uh, follow through PR where they really mean that we're about we're going to be safer how are you going to do it how are you not going to bury it in a month your new methods your new ways of doing this how are you going to protect drivers and passengers um if a if a passenger is unruly are you going to uh simply let the driver rate them one star and take their four nine down to a four eight eight or are you going to suspend them from the platform like you would the driver um i don't know there's just a these days so many people are running almost every rideshow driver runs dash cans that you can prove that your passenger was unruly but we all know uber and lyft's not going to get rid of that passenger that's money right you know they'll they'll take the yeah. abusive drunk passenger and not give that the weight that the drivers have for rating.
1: There should be a way to screen the passengers, right? Like, I mean, there should be a way. How? That would be crazy. I mean, but like, I think there there should be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how, but but like, um, uh, uh, I don't know because. I, uh, there
0: was that one girl um, I briefly mentioned in the videos. I think she's picked up by uh, by Walmart. She was like 16 years old. She had
1: a machete and like chop this guy. Up. Oh, the she one died. the girl in Chicago. Was that
0: where it was? Yes, yeah, she just got sentenced to 33 years. She's now 18. It happened when she was 16. Oh my gosh! And she wow. yeah she That's killed crazy. the she killed the driver with a machete.
1: Be 51 when she gets out. She didn't get life.
0: I mean, I can't For believe that. She, that's sad that she's gonna get out. <laughs> yeah, super
1: sad. Yeah. And due to like, I've been watching a lot, a lot of forensic files and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, they were sentenced to 30 years, and then they go, um, but they served as five on good be- and got out on good behavior. I say, oh, oh, that's nice. They they were a model prison citizen and they get out, right?
0: right well plus i mean you you run into a lot of gray area when you're talking about a 16 year old because they're under the age of 18 when they committed the crime so they're not an adult but come on let's be honest folks if you if you're a 16 year old with a machete you're just as crazy as an 18 year old with a machete um I mean, that's that's not even just having a gun on you and thinking something happened that didn't and shooting somebody. That's like premeditated, m- messed up. Uh, uh, um, yeah. And and the fact, you know, that they can actually go back and blame Uber, the platform, and the driver because she's underage. Totally. So she totally. shouldn't have been yeah. picked up in the first place. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's what's so hairy and scary it's just there's so much with that that uh, yeah you
0: just gotta you know it's it's not just i don't know it's not just driving around and just stop until somebody jumps in your backseat and going cool and leaving you really gotta you gotta you gotta be alert you gotta be aware you gotta you have to be responsible for your scenario don't count on uber and lyft to do anything for you you know, that's part of why they keep pushing the independent contractor, and that's part of why we take it, because we're accepting that responsibility of running our own businesses. That means your car is your car. You make the call. You don't like the person? Cancel. You think they're too drunk? Cancel. They're being abusive? Cancel. Do what you need to do, but be willing to do that. Otherwise, don't work this gig. Yeah, totally. Well, it, well, that is what's so
1: crazy is like, if, you take, if you look at something like, uh, Airbnb or Uber, like Uber, is a taxi company essentially, a rideshare right? company, but they own they don't own any cars, right? So it's like it's really just more of an app. It's just a technology company, which is really interesting when you think about it. It's like they're running an app, you know. And I think they're looking at doing
0: like self driving cars and stuff, and that's almost yeah. <laughs> you know, in the future, yeah. Or like Elon Musk says that he to have his Tesla. Basically, you can have your
1: Tesla be an Uber. So, like, it'll be self-driving
0: while you're asleep, like, picking people up. <laughs> yeah, the autonomous thing is kind of, I've, I've looked into that to quite some extent. It's kind of a, a, a pipe dream. It's a, good, a, a realistic good 30 to 40 years out. The technology will first be used on bus routes um, where they yeah. only have to make right turns. Oh, that makes sense. You know, like literally a bus. If you think about it, a bus goes A to B down this road, takes a right turn, comes back. So that's where it's first going to be tested, and we're not even there. Um, right. You know, there's all kinds of problems with the lidar systems. They don't work in snow, heavy rain, or fog. Um, and if you and if you followed, a couple times Uber has gone live with the autonomous with the with the uh, with the fact that you have to have a driver in the car, even though the car is driving itself, and we had two people killed from Uber oh, autonomous. Wow. You know, we had one killed in Arizona, we had one killed in Pittsburgh because really? the, the driver was the driver was asleep and couldn't hit the brakes in time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so the autonomous car in both situations. Hit a person, killed them, and that woke the person who's supposed to be monitoring the autonomous car up. Oh my gosh! Wow. So, uh, you know these well, companies. So I've, I've always I've always said these companies. Seconds. We're going so far with tech. These companies need to make their own little city out in the desert. That nobody yeah. that nobody lives in, and that they're, they're testing all this crap. <laughs> Because we can't just yeah, go to live yeah, I mean, cities and go, go. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, yeah. just do these empty cities
1: or, like, a racetrack. I mean, look, like, it would be cool. I, yeah, it would definitely one day if, if all cars were autonomous and they're all, like, kind of talking to each other and smart cities, I guess. You know, I could see that happen. But, yeah, as, as I... Uh, it's probably a lot further away. Like, you know, Musk was saying something like two years from now. I'm like, damn, that... I mean, that would be crazy, but I, yeah, I, I think... Maybe if everyone was as fast as Elon Musk or, you know...
0: Well, 20, on, 20, 2019 was a target year for Uber and Lyft before they went public. So when they were still, like, uh, just getting money from millionaires and billionaires that they knew to invest before uh-huh. they went public, they had this dream yeah. and this, this date of 2019, they'll be fully autonomous. No, you won't. I mean... This, I mean, now that they're public, they're having to produce this. Uber just sold its autonomous division, or it partnered up and completely split, split away from the Uber platform with a company in Russia called Yandex last week. So now there's no more oh, Uber okay. autonomous. It's Uber Yandex out of Russia, and they'll be handling the technology.
1: Ah, interesting. Wow. Dang. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so that seems like you know I mean, it wouldn't be, it doesn't really seem feasible, especially if most cars are not autonomous. I mean, closest in cars even Teslas aren't even autonomous. You know, it's really just autopilot. It's a, it's right. a smarter cruise control, essentially. You know, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't it wouldn't make sense if there's still like regular human drivers out on the road. I don't know. Well, we just, the the
0: technology's not there yet, is the problem. I mean, you know, people, when when these kind of things start, people get all like hyped up about it. Like, when, next week? Like, when you first hear about it, think like 50 years. It just means we're we're looking at things. You don't need to, don't start jumping onto dates. Because when you start saying target dates, that's when investors should know they're being conned. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, when you see 2023 or 2025 or Uber just promised this week even, they just put out a new one, All uh, their entire fleet in the United States will be 100% electric vehicles by 2030. How? They don't own one car.
1: Yeah, that is,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest false promise I've ever heard.
1: Wow. Yeah, it is one
0: of those things. It just sounds like a great idea on paper, but then you get there, like ten years flying by, by. It's like, ah, it's cool. Right. I mean, I I saw that on on Twitter, and I couldn't even count the number of people who are like, like you'll be around in twenty thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, so I don't know. I think that I think the main thing to probably take away from this that kind of lands into what's going on and going back to the comment and how this even started in my head. And I contacted you. Is it just this job? And I'll just keep, I'll say this forever. Cause I believe it. This job is not for everybody. And, th- and there yeah. it is. If you're looking for minimum wage work, I don't know why you're having trouble. There is, in fact, you're, you're hurting people by not taking a minimum wage job and trying to do rideshare Because if what you want is minimum wage and, health insurance you can go get that today and start tonight
1: right yeah
0: mcdonald's is yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. mcdonald's for sure but but then even tons of businesses right on up if if minimum wage is what you want if that's your goal with health you should be able to go get that job right now yeah so again yeah. it's 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 the same thing as like bartending i mean if you're not any good at bartending we don't want you behind the bar with us Oh, totally. You know, right. it's it's just not for everyone. Well, that's the whole reason why, like, bar centers get tips because if they were minimum wage, can you imagine, like, because the bar center just, you know, if
1: you are minimum wage, typically you just want the hours to go by, right? Like, you know, there's no real incentive to work right. order, there's no incentive to get anyone's drink faster, you know? <laughs> it's like, you can, or, or to be better, you know, if you're not getting tips, right? Like, there'd be nothing. Right. Zero. Yeah, so you were you just like, have a lot of people that are just trying to not, you know, just do enough so they don't get fired.
0: Uh, You know, also, I mean, also, bartenders, good ones, like, I worked in an island bar that would get three deep, and so sometimes, you know, I'd come into work, I'd be the, the fourth bartender on for the night, and there'd be a Rockies game across the street, is the field, is the stadium from where I was working, and... I'd be the fourth bartender on, and the volume just wouldn't be there. And I knew that if I went on, we'd all make decent tips. But if I knew that if I didn't go on, they'd make great tips. So I just wouldn't work my shift that night. Because the bartenders would be like, we got it. You know, I'd show up, and they'd be like, cool, I'd have a couple drinks, and just to make sure it didn't get too crowded, and then I'd bounce. Wow. So wait, so because if there was a fourth one, it would
1: just...
0: Yeah, because now you got to—I mean—because it was, uh, you know, all the tips were just pooled at the end of the night, and then it was done. And then it was done by hours. Jeff was here four point five. Eric was here six point two five. Steve was here this long. So, I mean, it would just be that, and then it would just be like we made, the, you know, fourteen hundred dollars. So here's the breakdown. Yeah, Damn, dude. That's cool.
1: Well, my studio kind of—I uh, I put up all this stuff. Uh, and uh it's kinda of falling off. <laughs> I put this tape uh I've been taping my um like this foam core stuff to the walls and uh it's kinda of falling enough right now. I better start repairing <laughs> that and putting it back on there. But I do awesome conversation here, with yeah. Steve and uh freaking awesome. Uh yeah, talking like let's continue thinking about, you know, ways we can be safe. How 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 do you think we can be safe on the app? You guys leave that in the comments below. Um and should we do more live stuff? Should I do more live event-type things or just discussions? I don't know. I don't see why not. Uh, I think it's a cool opportunity. Um, and uh, we're, we're approaching 4,000 subscribers, which I'm really pumped about. But in the meantime, guys, check out the Uber uh, – the, sorry, the Rice right or Rodeo podcast. Uh, where can we find it, Steve?
0: Um, well, we host on Podbean, but you can find us on, in the Apple Store. You can find fo- – You can find us on Spotify, Pandora, or any uh, pod player app that you prefer. We're on all of them.
1: Heck, yeah. Awesome, guys. Yes, the Rideshare Rodeo Podcast. I'll write that in the comments right here. Rodeo
0: Podcast. Yeah, it's a a weekly podcast. It comes out Tuesdays, so. Okay. Uh, It comes out Tuesdays.
1: Okay. Everywhere.
0: But, yeah, we talk, we talk everything gig economy. We, we share some stories. We do some interviews. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we really go through a lot of stuff that's going on in the industry. So even if you're not in it and you ever want to, you know, just tune in and see if it, it all, you know, tips your fancy a little bit, we kind of try and keep the news balanced on both sides so we're not leaning one way or the other. But we definitely bring our opinions in as well. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. No, that's good. That's a good way, that's a good way of, of doing it. You know, we're all human beings. We all uh, we all have opinions, you know. But you can't – I think it's harder to try and hide that you have one and then try – like, I think people smell it, like, just by the way people you, – you know, if you phrase something a certain way, like, it's obvious, like, what you're thinking. You know what I mean? So it's like – it's so funny like, – how a lot of people try to make it sound like they're saying news when they're really not. It's just more opinion, you know? So that's a good balance to just saying, Hey, this is what happened. These are things, this is a thing. Now this is what I think about all this. Right.
0: Yeah. And so. if, and if anybody out there, if anybody listening wants to hear a good example of exactly, uh, what you're talking about right now, go to episode 10 and it says dumpling versus Instacart in that episode of rideshare rodeo. I have a person who's very pro-AB5 and a great gig worker, too, that I know in Chicago. And he's very—he's a known name um, for doing a lot of things. He, he definitely is pro-AB5 in a big, big way. He knows that I'm not pro-AB5. And he came on the show, and we had one of the best conversations ever. But we sit on totally opposite ends of what we think this should look like.
1: Wow. That's great. Well, that's awesome. It's awesome to be able to have a conversation with people that have a completely different opinion than you. Wow, what a concept, you guys. What a concept.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so when, you watch, the ride, when you watch the ride-share movie, don't leave all the bad yeah. comments, you know? I mean, I know some <laughs> people are just negative, but leave some good ones, too, people. God. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do, you, what do you think of the comments, by the way, some of these comments? I know, but some but some people just you know it's too bad because people with the people who have the good comments usually don't leave them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Well, actually, you know, the, the one thing that because it's funny, like I posted on you know I posted these videos on my Facebook and my some of my friends are like, "Oh, Tremaine, don't let these negative comments get you down. Everything's okay." You know, and I'm, I'm like. Dude, they don't get me down. I think they're they're funny, you know what I mean. So um, I,
0: I I almost uh, think that that's I don't know if that's kind of what's going on, but I almost think that's what your YouTube thing should be about is just going through the comments. <laughs> no, probably. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, like, you know, I'm trying like I got this
1: new office space and I'm trying to basically post content every single day. So, um, and that's kind of a really uh quote unquote easy way of you know i could i could film multiple videos in a day for reacting to comments and and actually like the first like the negative one was supposed to be just one video about all the negative comments but i decided to section it off because they were in different platforms so it's like oh here's what the youtube comments are saying here's what amazon Amazon prime people are saying here's what you know um imdb people are saying And, and uh the next round is actually all the positive comments, which there are an overall. It's like ten to one more positive than negative, um, at least on YouTube. Uh, then there's like a lot of real positive ones on on IMDb and on Amazon. So, and those are funny too. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it it is fun to do that and make these silly videos, but uh, address what people are talking about. And, and uh, yeah, I think it is a good format, and uh, um, it's a cool way to, to for me to create content and put it out there so so you like that so as you do
0: more yeah i think i think so i mean you'll you'll i mean just by doing it th- other things will come like when i had when i planned rideshare rodeo it was pre-pandemic and it was going to launch and then the pandemic hit hadn't even seen it coming and we held off because uber com had been riding for three years and so this was finally going to happen and we put it off and then i said why you know the pandemic's the perfect time to launch it so I launched it yeah, anyway, and I had a plan of how it was going to go, and now it's definitely found its it's it's found its found format, for sure, but it's not the format I had envisioned.
1: Yeah, because it, it evolves, right? It yeah. evolves when you do yeah. something, like, oh, this works, this doesn't work, oh, it would be cool if we try this, it would be cool if we
0: try that. Right, and like, it's not like I'm upset with the way it evolved. It's just crazy because it's not at all what I saw this as, but now it flows really nicely, and it's got a—it's just got a good way about it. And now it's—you know—it's it, appealing to a lot of people. We were getting a lot of listens and um, and good feedback, and we're getting good interviews on, and we have good content, I think. And so I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, obviously, a lot of drivers are enjoying it too, because there's a couple other podcasts out there that I just maybe aren't—maybe they aren't as fun. We try and keep it fun too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got to have fun. I mean, you know, it's like you don't want to, yeah, no one wants
0: to watch boring, lame content, you know? You right. want to keep it fun, keep it interesting, talk about interesting
1: things, have interesting guests on there. So, yeah, dude, uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on and me being, and you, you know, uh, having me do this, or letting me do this live stream here for content for my channel and everything, and uh, hopefully people like it, you know, trying to get my subscribers to be a bit more engaged I, I, I think because the more I post and the more I'm engaged putting attention to this channel the more they'll be engaged so it's actually really more on me than anything yeah. Uh, but yeah I, I hope you guys like this I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the stream for a second and then uh, I'll say goodbye to you Steve so um, alright guys check out the Right Share Rodeo podcast right now go check it out, do it and if you <laughs> like this video click that like button and if you want to see more hit subscribe button please, what's, your, what's your final words
0: Oh, what's mine? Yeah. Oh, uh, watch the rideshare movie, and if you're if you have a post traumatic stress disorder or you hate horror movies, don't watch the rideshare movie. <laughs> 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 That's great advice straight from Steve. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. If you have, yeah,
1: just you heard it there. There's nothing more to <laughs> add there. All right, I'm gonna end the stream now. All right.
0: Well, we ran over there for sure, folks. Sorry about that. Um, We will be back to that hour give-take next week. And again, next week um, we're going to start moving away from some of the topics we've been talking about, like AB5 and PUA, and move back into some other topics like some startup apps um, and some other things going on. And, of course, we'll be following the AB5 and PUA stuff, but I'm going to take the focus off that for a few weeks and... Um, there's been some things being pushed to the side that we really want to get on here. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that um, discussion with Tremaine and I. I think we did cover a lot of ground, and I think that safety, kind of at least by hearing it in the timeline order, safety needs to become a bigger concern of Uber and Lyfts. Not just, this isn't a driver perspective. For passengers, for drivers, for um, unaccompanied minors, there has to be a much more... A much bigger responsibility level on the part of the rideshare giants. That said, my uh, throat is killing me, and uh, it is time for me to go drink some honey and tea. Uh, you guys, be good to each other. Be good to everybody. Do something kind. Do something friendly. Wave at a neighbor. Um, wear your mask, and uh, disregard my sandpaper voice that is literally going. As I'm talking this out right now. (laughs) Anyway, that's it, y'all. I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Peace!